fall down nine, get up ten. The fuck kind of world would this be that I let somebody tell me who, how, what, when? I'm a fucking free man. Free to fuck up, free to do right, free to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Whatever the fuck my past is is what my past is, and I am not ashamed of it. I'm sure some of y'all tried to listen to this episode prior to now. But those that helped to partially sponsor my episode decided to delete it. They didn't like the direction. So I guess I'm fired. I, I, I guess I'm fired. I just got the email saying that I ain't allowed to do such, such and such. It's my fucking pa- podcast. And what fucking world? So I've changed the accessibility to my podcast. And I guess I don't got that sponsor. So what we're going to do is we're going to run this shit back. Exactly what I said before. Bam! Let's get to it. Talking with Jojo the other day. Jojo's my son, by the way. Talking with Jojo the other day. He tells me, hey, Pops, hey, what happened to the shirt money? I say, what shirt? Shit. Right when I say what shirt money or what shirt is what he asked me. Actually, what happened to the shirt? I'm like, what? Damn, I remember. When I was not living my life so righteously, when I was doing some, I still do dibble and dabble in some things I got no business, but nowhere in this capacity, right? But when I was doing these things, everybody that knew me knew that, um, that if I got into some trouble, Make your way to the house To headquarters And I lived in Waterstone You're familiar with um, Miami, South Miami Homestead in particular, right? If you're familiar with this Then you know uh, Waterstone And this is back when Waterstone was like A new development, right? Um, And I lived in one of them big ass cribs back there One of them big two story johns And um, everybody who knew me knew that's where that bread was at. That's where that bread was at. I kept about, I kept about twenty in there, in the shirt. I kept about twenty in this particular shirt, and um, I did. I got into some shit. I got myself into some shit where I, I really did. I needed that goddamn shirt. I needed that shirt. I'm down there in the keys. Got myself caught up in some shit. Ended up getting locked up in Stock Island, and. KC from down on the Keys um, Drove back up to Homestead Knocked on the door Got JoJo's attention Told JoJo what the play was Even the roommates Everybody knew I had that 20 bands in there Um, I was dating a young lady Named Carla back then She knew where the fucking money was My roommates knew where the bread was My sister didn't even live with me Obviously But she knew where the bread Everybody knew I had them bands In that shirt they impounded the, which is something crazy you gotta think about. They impounded the Durango, right? But since KC was from down there, she finagled her way to get the Durango out. And shout out to KC. We, we still social media friends. I haven't seen her in a minute. And I hope she's doing all right. I, I heard she got some lawsuit money. And good for you, mama. And um, boom. KC ended up getting a Durango. She goes to JoJo, gets the shirt money out, comes back, bills me out. 
I think I'm trying to figure these numbers out as I think about it. And I think it I think it the the Bill Bonds were gonna get like twenty five hundred. The charges were ended up being next to nothing, but they were pretty severe initially. I had just had knee surgery like that Wednesday. I still had staples in my knee. And it wasn't no Rodney King type shit. But the police dragged me around a little bit. Dragged me around a little bit. This is during the days when I ran about 265-ish. Flexibility was shit. They handcuffed me behind my back. My wrists, my shoulders, my elbows, everything was under pressure. They ain't give a shit. Dragged my ass back up there. Um, it, it ended up being a crazy night. And I was soaking wet from being in the water. They put me inside the cell. That, that general pop shit is like a... It's not like you think it's like bars, but it's not. It's like a big glass enclosure room with like a toilet in the corner, whole bunch of benches, motherfuckers under the benches because it's so cold in that motherfucker. I never forget how cold it was. It was so cold in there. People were like trying to hide from them vents under them benches to no avail. It was freezing in there. And I acted like I, I was a tough guy and I ended up getting in like two fights. Before I could even get bailed out. That was like that. Friday or Saturday. So obviously I wasn't able to see the judge. Um, until that Monday. Um, I get out of there. I need that dirty money. For me to try to stage. Some resistance to keep my freedom. Now that 20 bangers is gone. Because. I that twenty five hundred or whatever it was that I had to pay the bail bondsman to get out. I ended up needing ten to send the attorney as a retainer, right? So from there, um, I get I get back to my truck. Money had to be paid for my truck to get from out of pound out of the impound. So we're looking at my twenty bands was almost gone. So the last bit of my twenty bands, I paid a homie Rodney. I'm like, Yo, Rodney, I need you to make. I run with me. I need to go to New York. I got to make more money because dirty. I got to make more dirty money because of the dirty money that I spent. I need to try to keep my ass from being locked up. Me and Rodney drive up to New York. No problem. No issue. I get there. I make my money with no problem. I don't go through none of this. Now, mind you, I ain't saying that I used to, that I was making major weight, right? This this story ain't about me moving major weight or anything like that. This story is about volume. It's about volume. Whenever that phone rang, and you guys that know me, you know this is during those times when I changed my phone number every other month. I kept two phones. January, March, May, one phone number will be changed. February, April, July, the other them on offsetting months, I would change the phone number of the other phone. And um that's just the way things went back then. We get up to New York, we get bread, we get money. The money that I get from that, I break Rodney off with his off the top. Yo, Rodney, here's your piece, bro. Rodney ain't tripping. He's loving it. He making making money. Just to ride, he making money. We supposed to turn around and head right back because to head back I was gonna make more money, but there's an issue, uh, an, an issue that I don't I, I don't want to speak about now, but there was an issue. From that issue, Rodney, I told Rodney, hey, if you want to go home, 
then you can go. No, no reason for you to stay here because of my bullshit. Rodney takes the F-150 and he drives south going back home. Uh, Interstate 81, 95, whichever route he took, which isn't even really important. The significance of this part of the journey is, I don't know if it's still the same way, but back then in the state of Virginia, and I don't even know if it was through certain parts of Virginia, but this is how I found out that this was a law or regulation or whatever the case may be. You couldn't have a radar detector in Virginia or certain parts of Virginia or cities in Virginia. I, I don't know, but you couldn't have a radar detector. And this is a, um, this ain't, there wasn't no motherfucking ways or no fucking Google Maps and no shit like that back then. I'm old, goddammit. <laughs> Rodney had the radar detector on the dashboard. And good thing um, Rodney wasn't really riding dirty. Because he got pulled over, there was no issue. But goddamn, he really was riding dirty. Rodney had no goddamn driver's license. Shit. Now, I'm mid-30s type. Like 2020, like 2000, I'm 25, another 10 years. Yeah, I'm mid-30s type. And Rodney older than me. Rodney like my age now. I'm thinking Rodney, you know, Rodney ain't got no fucking license. Rodney gets locked up for driving with no license. And remember I told you Durango was impounded. So now, the F-150 is impounded. Damn. I plan on taking care of the issue that I had and just flying back home. But now I can't. So now I fly. Hold on. There's a part of the story that I'm missing that I left out. So as we're in New York, first off, I want to say Central Park is absolutely fucking ginormous. Like, if you've never been to New York or to New York City or certain parts of New York, you'll never know. Like, you hear Central Park, and you don't realize, like, the acreage that this that Central Park is, man. Like, when you watch a Law & Order, and they always talking about Central Park, and, yo, it's really like that. It's like that. So, we get to a certain port, certain part, portion of the park, and I think it's, like, I see the horse and carriages, Again, if you've never been in, like, Central Park in New York, you, the horse and carriages are, they're majestic. They got these big old fucking horses. And I saw this guy with, um, with he had white horses, right? And I wanted to get in a horse and carriage. So, I had two friends of mine back then, um, Mike and Sean. And I've since lost touch with them, but um, Sean was a wild one. And another thing about the keys, um... That same night that I got arrested in 2011, um, my boy, my boy Todd got arrested as well, and and Tata didn't, his fate ended up uh, being sealed a little different than mine. He got 13 years, and Fed time. Get 13 years, you're gonna do damn near 13 years altogether, and 13 and 11, 2011 plus 13 years, next year, which is next week, is 2024. My boy Toss coming home next year. It's going to be a hell of a fucking reunion, man. Hell of a reunion. When he was close, I would go visit him. But he ended up getting himself moved around. He got into some fights, some gang shit. And ended up getting moved around. And the last I heard, I think he's either in Bartow or Apalachicola. One or the other. But man, when he comes home, it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a celebration. I got some things going on right now that will hopefully will facilitate him. To come out and, and live a clean life, live a better life, uh, without having to be so risky in order to make ends meet.
But moving ahead, we get into the to the horse and carriage and the buggy and buddy's like, hey, I could take you around for whatever the price may be, you know, $25 for this, $40, $50 for that. I had bread, like I said, but I was down to like my last five, my, like my last five bands. But all I got to do is like get home. This is before I like really realized that Rodney had gotten arrested in Virginia because Rodney's actually still in New York City. This is before he left. I give the guy and I just reach to my pocket and give him like, you know, a crowd of money. It was all crumbled up. No organization to the money at all. But it had to be somewhere around. I don't know. I want to say like fifteen hundred dollars, but it, it might have been a little more. It might have been a little less, but it was it was all hundreds. And I gave him like. Uh, like a little stack of hundreds. It's like it had to be like around fifteen hundred dollars. Let's just call it even at fifteen hundred. But he's like, "Yo, I can't take this money." I'm like, "Man, what you talking about?" He's like, "Yo, it, it, is it is it clean money?" I said, "Bro, it's green money. Better take this goddamn money. Give me fifteen hundred dollars worth of ride." So it's me, Sean, and Mike. Yo, Mike is wilding on there. Yo, Mike trying to talk to chicks. He acting a fool. Right, we riding around Central Park. We get back to the section, and I don't even know this is where we started at, but I know we we stayed on the fucking horse and carriage. We stayed on like that little buggy for like hell a long time, and we got back to it's got to be like the southern part of Central Park where I don't know where they fucking rest their horses or they feed their horses or they water their horses. I don't know what the fuck they do, but it's where all the horses at there, and um. We get back around that section and Buddy drops us off. And again, like, I think about it, it had to be, like, without looking it up, or it had to be, like, around 57th Street. It had to be around 57th Street. There's a, a pizza place called Angelo's. Anthony's? No, Anthony's co-fired is here. So it, it had to be Angelo's. It had to be Angelo's. But it's around 57th Street. So we get off of that shit. And yo... At the time, the homie Sean was something like a rock star in New York, man. Sean used to do shit like Nino Brown, baby. Sean used to feed the neighborhood at Thanksgiving. Sean used to come through with fucking um, turkeys. Sean would get like 100, 200 turkeys and put them on like the back of like a, like, like a fucking truck or some shit and just be handing them shits out to like the whole hood, man. He had a really, really good heart, man. So we get out. And everybody in like the, the fucking restaurant is like clapping Sean up, dapping him up. Now we got a crowd. We and Angelo's. And of course, you know, when you got money like that, everybody's around. Like you never find out how somebody really feels about you till they don't need your ass no more. So at the moment, like everybody's with us and it's crazy. And even to this day, like if you know me today, you know, I fuck with Samurai heavy. If I go to Samurai... That lunch special, because I can't do dinner. I ain't rolling the money like that no more. But if I go to lunch and it's like a couple or some people at the table with me or some people with a kid or some kids especially, I'll um I'll ask the waiter for everybody's bill. I'll pay that bill and I'll duck up out of there before they could even say thank you. Right? So even back then, like when we had bread like that, yo, we would pay for everybody. I mean everybody. So, like I said, Sean's something like a fucking rock star over there, man. Sean dapping everybody up, everybody hugging him and shit. He knows the owner. Fucking with one of the waitresses on the side. Like, he's that guy. When we sit down to eat, everybody's around. Sean's telling stories. He's been around everywhere. He ends up 
about to pay for everybody. But before he could pay for everybody, the gentleman that I gave all that money to, to ride around in that carriage, comes back to eat with us. Like I said, he watering his fucking horse or whatever the fuck he got to do. He feeding his horse or whatever. So when I get back, when he comes back around, he ends up eating with us. And them same $1,500 that we spent, of course, it wasn't an entire $1,500 bill. But he used whatever he needed for that money to pay for us and the people that we were going to pay for, which had to be a couple of hundred dollars at least. And I thought that the kind gesture that I showed by giving him that money, which wasn't even so much as a genuinely kind gesture. My issue was, is I didn't really give a shit because I knew that bread was going to come right back around. Right. He paid the tab. That's some cool ass shit, man. So, boom, now let's get back to the part of the story that I find out that my truck is fucking impounded in Virginia. Rodney, of course, now he, he made his own bail because Rodney had bread from, the, from you know, what we had just done. Rodney bails himself out and he wants to get the truck out, but he can't get the truck out. The truck in his fucking name. I got to fly. Instead of me just flying straight home and Rodney picking me up from the airport, I got to fly to Virginia and then make my way from... Um, LaGuardia or JFK I, from JFK to fucking Virginia then to Virginia he was right outside of Newport News and I had to go there to get my truck and to pick up Rodney so I go there to get my fucking truck I only had five grand I gave a 1500 to um for, for the guy for the um horse and carriage frivolous spending money here and there this is back when everybody was really rocking Timberlands heavy in the Vizu jeans I had the visas and Timbos on. I was in and out of New York. I had to be that guy. So, boom. I leave there. Had to go get my truck. I want to get the truck. They're giving me a hard time because they say I don't have the registration. But who carries their registration around in their motherfucking pocket? Registration's in the glove box. I end up having to pay like another grand to get my own truck out. Right? From there, I'm so fucking frustrated. I'm so frustrated. Now, that's another impound of a vehicle of mine, right? So, boom, me and Rodney, we stopped. We get something good to eat because I was fat back then, too. And this is during the days when I run a solid 265-ish. I'm 235 now. I'm a little older, but back then I ran 260, 265-ish, just walk-around weight. So, me and Rodney, of course, we got to stop somewhere, get our fat asses some food. And back then, I was really on that filet mignon type shit, right? So, I had to stop and find me some good food in Virginia. I got a filet mignon, some fucking mashed potatoes. Whatever. We start heading back south. I gas up. We bullshitting the whole way. I'm still laughing. Everything is all good, all gravy, all funny. We gas up again. Upstate Florida, whatever. Driving down. <laughs> you guys are familiar with South Florida. Those of you who are local live in the same city as me, or even if you're just familiar with the turnpike headed south. And those of you who are... who you tune in and chime in from other places around the United States, around the world. I'm fortunate enough to have friends who are deployed and I know that they listen to my podcast. So I appreciate the listenership. Thank you very much. But before the Sun Pass became a thing, the last toll plaza on the turnpike before the turnpike completely finishes was that last toll plaza, the big toll plaza right outside of Naranja, just outside of 288th Street, right? <laughs> Yo, me and Rodney are riding, and the motherfucking F-150 runs out of gas. 
Ain't this a lot of bitch? But we laughing, we giggling because, yo, it, it, like, what else could go wrong, right? F-150 runs out of gas. Back then, I was working out with um with, with Ruben Orta. Shout out to Ralphie and Ruben Orta and their sons because them boys are hell of wrestlers. I think they're in college now. Killing shit. I call Ruben middle of the night. Ruben gets up. I got you. I got you, Bama. I'm going to come pick you up. Ruben comes pick me and Rodney up. We get back to, to my house in Waterstone and I crank up the Durango and drop Rodney off. At the time, Rodney's living in Seagrave Village right off of Campbell and 12th Avenue. And that's actually how I met Rodney because I lived in 197 Northeast 12th Avenue and Rodney was one of my neighbors. Drop Rodney off, come back to the crib. I'm like, yo, I'll just get the F-150 in the morning. Wake up the next morning, go to breakfast. I call up a Alexis. Well, before I go to breakfast, I call up my daughter, Alexis. Hey, Alexis, I need you to help me go get the truck. She's like, all right, no biggie. I pick Alexis up. We go to uh, IHOP. We go to IHOP. I go get a gas can, fill a gas can up. Go get the fucking F-150. No big deal. I go back around, um, get on off of uh, 268 around Alapata. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That way I'm be behind the toll plaza. Go through the toll plaza and I look to the right and my fucking truck is gone. Gone. Truck got towed and fucking impounded again. Fuck my life, man. God damn. Find out my truck is over at Economy Tow in 111 Southwest 2nd Street. Go to Economy Towing. They tell me how much it is. I got to rustle up some more bread now to go get my truck. I rustle up some bread, go get my truck out of fucking impound. And all of this is just to tell you that all of that dirty money I made... Just to have to turn around and make more dirty money. To try to stay free. I I ran 10,000 laps just to end up in the same exact fucking spot. Hey, I just want to throw something else in. You know I'm rambling. Hear me out. I want to throw something else in. It's kind of funny, but it's kind of abrasive, but it's kind of like sensitive not funny but then it, it, it's kind of distasteful right so my mom she was dating this dude named evan and before i even get into uh what this is about r.i.p evan the man ended up passing away so i don't think that part of this story is funny at all man ended up passing away i didn't know him well but he seemed like an okay dude right but funny part of the story is the man passed away i just saw my sister um, at at Christmas, right, Kimbo, I love you very much more than anything. But Cam, my nephew Cam, which is my sister's son, CJ, I love you. Cam, my sister is explaining to Cam, hey, um, Nana's Nana, the guy Nana seeing passed away. Evan, CJ, like, damn, how would he die? Anything foul happen? My sister's like, no, it's, it's natural causes, natural causes. Kind of like, okay, when did he die? My sister's like, um, a couple of days ago, he, he died on Big Joseph's birthday. Cam like, on Big Joseph's birthday? God damn. Ain't this about a bitch. Big Joseph still killing him. 
one at a time. <laughs> Bam!